And welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. We're back for episode 167. And this is Top Horror of 2019. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys. So, yeah, it's finally here. It's the new year. So it's time to pick our top fucking horror movies of the fucking year. And Christina's, she's going to chime in a little bit about what she picked, but she didn't get to see. I didn't watch as many as you did. Yeah, no way. That is for sure. But I did see a lot of the good ones that you saw. Right, Or yeah. you made me watch. Oh, man. I've been just on a, like, a fucking just... Bender. Yeah, of, like, watching horror movies because I, I wanted to give everything a fair shot, and I even watched some movies that just pissed me off to watch. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, by the way, yes... As a matter of fact, this is only going to be the top horror of 2019. So I'm only going to talk about the good things about 2019. I'm personally, like, as interesting as it is to hear what the worst films are of 2019, I really just don't like doing it. And it's not that you that other people who do it are wrong or anything like that. It's just for me personally, like, I'm trying to find the good shit. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're bashing on other people's work. Right. I don't want to celebrate somebody else's failure necessarily. Uh, I may behind the scenes a little bit, but, um, you know, on stupid shit, you know. But it, it's not it's not something that I want to have for our podcast, right. really. Um, I We did it in the first year we did it because we thought that's how you did it. You know what I mean? Right. But it just it kind of just sours things. And I'd really just like leave this in, or start this new year, I should say, on a good note. Right, exactly. So I spent all day today trying to organize all <laughs> these fucking movies. And boy, let me tell you. This How is, long do you think it took you? Like I mean, it, an it's, hour? Well, I mean, hours? I, it, I had to whittle down which ones I felt like were going to be in the top 10. And then I spent like three days pining over like how <laughs> it was in what an order it was going to go with. And I had to like figure out my own like reasoning as to why. But we'll, you know, we'll get into that more um, um, honestly, I mean, this year, I honestly feel like this year wasn't as strong as last year. Uh-huh. And we had a lot more horror movies that were very similar in, in, in uh, like, scoring for me. Uh-huh. For me. Oh, like, the they were all about the same level. Yeah, like, nothing, level. like nothing was, like, catastrophically amazing. Right. You know, like, it didn't just, like, decade fucking worshipping fucking movies for me, personally. Right, because, like, to 2018, there was Hereditary. Fuck, and, yeah, that's a fucking yeah. movie right there. That's a that's a decade movie right, right. there. <laughs> My favorite movie of 2017 was fucking The Void. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, and still to this day, we have not gotten another fucking horror movie that is anywhere near close to it. Maybe Mandy, but not even. Right. Ugh. And we haven't even gotten, Ugh. like, I don't know what Color Out of Space is going to be like. 
What? I, mean, I have no idea what Color Out of Space is going to be like. Which movie's that? The Richard Stanley movie, the guy that did Hardware. Oh, I don't know. I he, haven't seen the previews or anything for that. Yeah, he is doing a new movie, and it's been out at the festivals. It did pretty well, from what I hear. I'm really looking forward to that this year. Uh-huh. I have no idea what it's about. I haven't even watched the trailer. I was like, yep, that's enough. I think I think I watched a little bit, but I just uh-huh. was like, yep, I don't want to watch anymore. I'm good. I'm sold. Yeah, you're I want to watch you're it. Gonna go, I'm going to go watch it. I'm, I'm going to watch it anyway, so I'd rather be disappointed or... or not disappointed when I watch it and have no expectations. Before we get into 2019, is there anything you're looking for in 2020? Pretty much that, what I just said. That one, anything else? I mean, I can't think of off the top of my head because I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's what I'm here for, off-the-cuff questions. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. I just, my brain is too far all over the place for me to get organized that quick. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not a very, I'm a very disorganized individual. Yes, you are. But I have a a madness, like, like a, a method to my madness in a lot of ways. I will never understand. <laughs> but it madness. does, right? I, fi- I, I I remember things weird, right? Yeah, you do. Like, like I will remember specific things that led up to the point of the thing that I'm looking for. But, but I, you can't remember what you ate for breakfast. Yeah, it's, it's just weird <laughs> shit like that. Like, I just, I don't know. My mind's like crazy. And you I, can't remember to do the dishes. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Happy New Year. <laughs> Speaking of which, happy fucking new year, guys. Like, this is the first episode of the new year. Congratulations. I don't know. No, no, it's cool, though. Like, we got 2020 to look forward to. There's going to be a lot of things that we're going to be doing uh, differently here. Um, uh, well, not differently, but just like I'm going to try to push a little harder. Uh-huh. Uh, I always I push myself so hard anyway, but I just I want to try to to make this thing like um, as big as it possibly can. Have the biggest group of fucking awesome people that we can find and, and do fucking new awesome things. I've been holding off on doing the Grave Plots episodes, guys. There's a reason for that. Like, I don't know how well Christina would feel no, a- about I doing I'm it. Not, I'm not creative minded like that. That's not true. She comes up with a lot of great ideas ideas but, but I don't not in a controlled setting I, I don't do she's that. worried what it is really is you're just I'm worried not be that- entertaining <laughs> that's that's what it is in a, in something like that I'm not entertaining it takes it is a lot of work it's, yeah it's a lot of like on the spot fixing and creating and thinking and so you know it's while it's fun it's just I don't want it to be just my ideas. You know what I mean? Right, I want, and I, it would be. And it would be just me. me. Well, I mean, sometimes I tend to like run with it because like it's sometimes if you guys have ever listened to the Grave Plots or if you're new here, we do a, a segment where we make up horror movies on the spot by pulling names from some of our listeners like yourself out of a cup that you guys have submitted to us. Also ones that I've put in, other guests have put in, and we have a pretty good collection. It's in a it's a diamond skull with, uh, wait, no, is, is it? crystal skull with diamond eyes yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway like you know hopefully you can get somebody on here i get carried away sometimes when we make those up and it and i just run with it like once i get like a whiff of what i kind of want in a movie or what seems right in my mind i just run with it like and even patrick would be like yeah man sometimes you just like go with it you know it's some people will get upset though with that kind of stuff you know like they think that we're stepping on each other's ideas and really it's, it's about it's about a you know give and take right i hope we can uh, get somebody to do those with maybe i'll just have some directors and shit come on and make up horror movies with us on the spot so that they can get you know kind of they're like in that sphere you know in that mind state right writers and directors yeah things like that you know so you know we'll, we'll, we'll try to do that i know some of you guys love that shit so i haven't forgotten about you guys we just you know we're, we're making what we can with what we got i guess i don't know we're making we'll... shit into diamonds yeah we're making diamonds bitch 
2020 motherfucking diamonds. <laughs> that made no sense. I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope that you had a, a, a wonderful New Year celebration. And, uh, you know, if, if last year wasn't great for you, I hope this year is better. Um, you know, it's all it's all the test for us to do better anyway, right? Right. Like, we got to, like, take it on the chin sometimes. This last year might have been the best year anybody's ever had. So for those of you that did, fuck yeah, I'm I'm happy for you. Uh, May 2020 fucking bury you. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. No, if you had a great 2019, that's awesome. So I hope 2020 is even better. So, but that, with that said, we're not going to do horror shots this week. Nope. Let's just go. Let's just We're do it. We're just going to jump into it. Now, I want to let you guys know a few things before we get into this. So I'll break down how we do the how we're doing our top 10 list. But we're also going to be doing recommended titles, which we're going to be doing before we do the top 10. And before that, we're going to talk about our top TV shows of 2019 as well. So we're getting about three different things that you'll have a little tastings and we'll have a little discussion about it. So without further ado, let's jump into the top horror of 2019 right now Alright guys, so first off, we're going to kick it off with the TV shows that were the top of 2019, and uh, there was quite a few shows that were out there. We watched a lot. I think, honestly, if I had to pick like top TV shows of the past couple of years, I guess, it would probably be one of my favorites, I would definitely say, is Channel Zero. Oh, yeah. That is one that I constantly yeah. look forward to, and this year, we watched all of the seasons. Yeah, we did. So it's like kind of weird for me, but... For shows that came out this year, these aren't in any particular order, by the way. We got Stranger Things Season 3 made me fall in love with the whole fucking thing again. It was good. It was the best season. Season 3 was the best season out of all three seasons to me. Right. It's like, but but first season and, and second season were necessary to get us to that point. Exactly. So... Um, that one I really just adored. Right. I don't know why. And we're probably going to watch it again here soon. Yeah. We probably before it. the new season four comes out. Right. Uh, another show that we actually were very surprised by and kind of lost faith with the first season was season two of Castle Rock. Oh my God. It was so good. And it was like almost every single episode. I did not like the so first good. season. The first oh, season. Oh no, it was ridiculous. Pissed me off. Because I, I, all I keep fucking remembering is when I fucking, we were watching the first season of Castle Rock, and I was like, there was that scene with Skarsgård where he's all like, you have no idea what is happening right now, do you? And I'm like, no! I don't! Tell me! <laughs> it was like they dragged it out for so fucking long. I was so right. pissed. I liked how, not to spoil anything, I liked how season... One tied in with season two. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you can't really, it's not really a spoiler there. So that's good. But yeah, for those of you who haven't seen season two, you should definitely check it out. I lost interest after the first season. So if you're like me, maybe you'll like season two. Try it out. It's on Hulu. Right. Right. It's Hulu, right? Yeah, it's just Hulu. <laughs> okay. 
another show that I really liked was Creep Show on Shudder. I really look forward to doing those uh, episodes oh, and then doing the reviews on top of it, which were very successful for me uh, as far as like new viewers and stuff. We kept getting a lot of really cool people like writing on those episodes in particular, which was really cool. Uh, a lot of people were divided on it, you know, and I think that's fair. I didn't think it was that great. Right. Well, I think I gave it like an eight. Yeah. You know, but I still I still enjoyed it. It was still one of the best shows of last year uh-huh. for me. And then I'd probably say my favorite show, though, out of all of them, was probably what we do in the shadows. That yeah, that was the new TV the series. By the way, guys, if you haven't watched it, please do. Is season two supposed to come out soon this year? Okay, cool. Yeah, they got a hit on their hands, man. I just loved it. Right, you, it was good. you said you liked it better than the movie. I, I watched the whole season like three times because I watched it without you too. Did you really? Yeah. Oh wow, she's a big fan because, of what we do in Shadows. Yeah, because it when it popped up on Hulu, then I started watching it again. I was a little skeptical because there's another show that they have. It's uh, something paranormal, Wellington Paranormal, that we watched that was not that funny. I don't even know. And it, it's about the police officers that came to what we do in the Shadows movie to go downstairs in the basement. They're like, "Does anybody have a blanket? He looks like he's uncomfortable laying there." He's going to get cold or maybe get sick. And he's all burned like he was burned alive and there was dead people. And uh, it wasn't that hot. So I wasn't too thrilled to see what what we do in the shadows TV show had in store. But I was wrong. We were really excited about watching it. As soon as we watched the first episode, we're like, yep, we're in. Uh-huh. So uh, I loved it. So now uh, I'm we're going to get into some of our recommended. So these these are the movies that I still think are worth watching and that you might enjoy giving a chance to. But, you know, didn't make the top 10. So they're just ones I think that you should check out. And they could be on your top 10. And you may not know it. But our, our, you know, what I like may not be the same as you. But I still think of adding these. So it's almost like a top 20. Just the top 10 are in order of, like, my favorites from 10 to 1. So, right. like, the number one spot. But but this is in no particular order, so you don't have to worry about that with these. Um, some of the recommended ones I think that you should watch or that I enjoyed is Brightburn. While I didn't push myself into greatness, like, a great movie. It is a good movie. It's a solid film. But I feel like it could have done some, some more, and it just missed the top ten slot for me just by a little. Uh-huh. Uh, it's still a great movie. I still want to own it. We it's don't, entertaining. We didn't own it. We don't own it yet, but we, we are going to get it at some point. When it comes on, in the Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I want to get like a 4K of that bitch. Um, we also got Child's Play 2019, the remake, reboot, whatever. Surprising. That movie was very surprising. Yeah. Very fucking funny shit to me. And yeah. dark. Yeah, it was. Like, really dark and, like, kind of eerie uh, a little bit, but also, like, silly, off the wall, like, kind of so bad it's good. Right. <laughs> so it's a weird combination that I just did not expect. Uh-huh. I expected to go into this movie thinking I'd hate it. Right. So, but it almost made my top ten. It was one of the earlier movies that I was like, yep, that's going on the list. Right. But it didn't make it this year, so. Um, another one we saw on Netflix was called The Perfection. Did you watch that with me? No. What's it's about this chick who's a violinist 
And she, oh, you remember that uh, one? Yeah, I remember that one. Ooh. There was the ending was a little wild. Uh, I will admit, I won't say, yeah. but I still think it's a good movie because it has a lot of atmosphere. It had me wondering what the fuck was going on the whole way through. Right, it was a good concept. It just wasn't executed it, in the end. Well, I, I think what it was for me is that the ending was a little unbelievable. Right, and it kind of lost me there a little bit at the end. But overall, I still think it's a good movie, and I think some of you guys might enjoy it. It's on Netflix. You could check it out. I'm pretty sure it's Netflix, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Another one that we saw last year that we reviewed was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Did you watch that with me? I didn't. I have not seen that yet. Oh, okay. That one was a really, I think it's a good entry level fucking movie for people who are not into horror, who are curious about horror. And I think kids love it. Yeah. My niece and nephew. They love it. They love it. They're like, you you haven't seen it yet? It's the best movie ever. Yeah, because it's one of those ones that kind of like, you know, blur the line of, is this okay? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I really thought it was a really good interpretation of the, the source material. And they try to keep, they change some things, but uh, I still think that it was a good film. So this is on my recommended as well. Another movie I watched is Necrotronic. Did you ever get to see that? No. Necrotronic is a, I believe, Australian film that was about demons and cell phones and like this network of demons that that was they like modernized their technology and started <laughs> infecting people through technology which i thought was really fun like it's not the funniest movie i've ever seen uh-huh. but it is super creative like here's an example for me rick and morty i really like a lot but i got to be honest not always is it really funny it's just super interesting to watch to see where it goes so like in in rick and morty they have like all this like technology and shit that they use that does all this like cool stuff in this movie they do the same thing so it's interesting to see how they use and 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 mix that technology with this like kind of over the top fucking demon movie uh-huh. and, and i thought it was really good and entertaining it's not perfect but it's a good movie to watch uh-huh um I think that's the one I gave like a 7.5 and like Patrick was like, give it an eight. (laughs) And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) So it's in that realm. Another movie that we watched last year, and this was with Brittany, was The Hole in the Ground. Did you watch that one? No, I did not watch that one. That one's a really solid film. I saw it's on Netflix. It's like a folklore kind of movie, and it is on Netflix right now. So if you guys want to check it out, I'd highly recommend it. Very folky tale, kind of creepy shit. Um very cool stuff man like it is that is a really solid film uh-huh. but it just didn't have enough to push it into great for me uh-huh do you know what i mean just uh-huh. a little bit um mandela effect i really enjoyed all the way up until the right. end right up until the end oh i just i wanted that movie to be so much better than it was it had a really cool concept it really did it really did fucking awesome concept the end left you wanting more which is kind right. of a good thing it also might have been a budgetary restraint but i really wanted to see the whole world go crazy right and um even still though it is a it is pretty much the only film about Mandela effect, and right. it, and and it's still pretty cool to watch just because those things are kind of crazy. Right. Another movie we watched recently that we actually enjoyed was Sweetheart on Netflix. Oh yeah, that was surprising too. That was a surprisingly good film. It is about this girl who uh, is in some sort of boat accident or something. They don't really explain. And then they wash up on shore with some of their buddies and some of them die and stuff. And then you find out that there's more to the story than just a survival on an island with a chick flick. 
it's pretty badass. Right. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I keep recommending it to people who, let's just say, like underwater movies. Right. Put it that way. <laughs> I thought it was solid. It's not amazing. It's not great. It's just right. good. Right. Also, another movie I watched that's on Shudder right now is One Cut of the Dead, which a lot of people are putting in their top lists. And while technically, and, and, and the heart-wise, it really does have a lot of heart, and it is interesting how they made this movie because they take they shoot an entire movie supposedly with one cut so they show you the perspective one way and then through another way on a different camera so there's like two different movies oh and it's really interesting how they do it i thought it was really technical technically very cool um but it just wasn't like it was it was kitschy and fun and like novel in some ways but also very heartfelt and pretty cool uh-huh. Cheesy as shit fucking movie that they were making in the movie. So it's like a movie of a movie being made and all these things that happen. Oh, okay. Super cool. Very cool. Uh, I think it's worth a watch. And last but not least, one what we just watched here recently to just decide whether or not we liked it or not is Arctic from Dread Presents. It was the one about the guy in the comic books where oh, he's like raising okay. and, and trying to teach this kid how to be a murderer. Yeah, that movie was weird. Yeah, it, but was it was just weird. It was a good weird. It was good, though, right? Yeah, like, it, was it was very good. unique. Yeah, it was unique. It was definitely unique. Yeah, it didn't have enough to like push it through the atmosphere for me, um, but there's some really cool stuff yeah, in it. Yeah, there is. And the guy who plays the scary guy, he's like essentially looking for a hero. And the way that he thinks he's going to find a hero is by destroying people. Right. So in order to get this comic book superhero, he has to kill everybody. Right. It's really fuck it, it's fucked weird. up and psychological and shit. And the main guy, he's like, hey, boy, how you doing? Why don't you come over here? You respect your dad, don't you? Go ahead. Kick the fire. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? His voice is haunting as shit. It really is. Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't seen that. That's up. Uh, you can probably rent it. It might even be on. Oh, it's on Prime, actually. Prime Video. So, but that's it for the recommended, guys. So now I'm going to get a little bit more wordy with some of the top 10 here. So we're going to go ahead and jump into top 10 horror movies of 2019. It's the final countdown. <laughs> copyright. Copy, oh, copyright. Copy, copyright. <laughs> copy, cop. Oh, no. my. <laughs> so obviously I'm going to go from 10 to the number one slot for me. Lists for me are always just about, you know, they're personal. You know what I mean? Not everybody's list. Pretty much every time anybody tries to compare their list, it's never the same. Right. And I don't even agree with all the ones on your list. <laughs> right. Exactly. So... And it doesn't matter. That's not the right, thing. Really, right. really what I look at top lists for is one, just something for me to put out there into the world and and remember what movies really affected me that year. Right. Uh, because then I can look back and go, oh, wow. And then I can actually do a top 10 decade and actually feel like I've watched enough movies to warrant picking the top right. 10, you know, for myself. But everybody's picks are different. Look at this as, hey, maybe I haven't seen this movie or this movie. And, uh, you know, they may not be in the order that you guys would put them in. But at least you have like kind of an idea of what I like. And uh, maybe you can bounce some of your interests off of that. So here is my top 10 2019 list. So from a number 10, drum roll, please. What? Oh. So I picked The Dead Don't Die. The, really? Yes. I don't. I know it's stupid. <laughs> cool. But rewatching it with you, I had such a good time rewatching it. 
it's a it's a movie that a lot of people are divided on. A lot of people. Yeah. Uh, upset about even. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray and Kylo Ren against the zombie apocalypse. Ass- <laughs> Uh, no, or I, Kylo I, Ren. Yeah, he has a name. It's a joke. It's a joke. But that but, poor guy. But seriously, I've actually called it like Fargo was zombies, right? And it is very true. It is very similar to that. Some of the way that they they kind of do the the humor in it and kind of poke fun at stuff, which you know I think is pretty apropos. So I saw it in the theater with Patrick. It was just me and him, and we both really enjoyed it. And when we came home and recorded it, we were really pretty proud of watching it and then we found out afterwards that i think it was afterwards or right before we recorded that not many people liked it uh-huh. <laughs> and so we were like oh what the fuck really so you know i know this is a number 10 for some people that they won't like and stop making faces Christina. <laughs> she's being an asshole <laughs> anyway christina's being rude um but you know the second watch that i had of this was even better than i liked it the first time uh-huh. and I found myself laughing and finding other little like hidden things in there to giggle about you know obviously some people have some strong opinions about whether it was stupid obvious or boring or Jim Jarmusch should never make a film again which I think you're all wrong um, <laughs> but that's fine I mean you're you're welcome to your shitty opinion but <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, but I still think it's a great funny little gem for me in particular it's like it's like a funny little ride of Jim Jarmusch's bus into the apocalypse where he kind of is like has tour guides pointing out all the stupidity of the world as it's falling apart. Uh-huh. And that's what I said in the inter- in the review of it. Um, you know, like tour guides like Bill Murray, Chloe Sevigny, Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. <laughs> They're pretty great together, in my opinion. Plus, you know, I feel like it's it's like a really cynical look at the world on both sides of any political spectrum on every just how we live life and stuff uh-huh. and so for whatever reason in my bitter little old mind i think that's very very appealing <laughs> get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> so there's the number 10 for number nine is lords of chaos now, if you haven't seen this movie, this is a huge surprise for me. Uh-huh. I had put it off all year long. It technically came out at the end of it, 2018, uh-huh. at festivals. Oh, okay. But it didn't get released until 2019 for the general public to say, so, uh-huh. to see. So I, you know, got to finally see it, and I held off because I was just like, eh, you know, I don't know if I want to watch this. But it's a fucking unyielding, like, seriously gory look into the real-life story of Mayhem and Burzum, two black metal bands about burning down churches and black metal and kind of what went on behind the scenes, which in and of itself is pretty fascinating in itself. You know, like, just the story of that is super interesting. Right. But to see it, like, you know, these are, like, other people's accounts and, like, what they thought happened. And, of course, they elaborated on some things to make it more interesting for the public to watch. Of course, it's a movie. They have to do that. You know, sometimes it's a little bit silly, but overall... I mean, I had a really great time watching it, enough that we went and watched the documentary afterwards. And I didn't even want, I didn't even plan on watching it. I didn't even see the beginning part, but you were watching it and you sucked me right into it. It was really good to and watch, yeah, right? Yeah, I still haven't watched the beginning. I need to rewatch the whole thing. But it, yeah, it was really good. Man, is it fucking brutal, Christina. Like, yeah. there is, for people who do not like suicide stuff in movies, stay away. 
Right. Um, it gets graphic. It gets extremely graphic. At one point, I literally had to turn away. Uh-huh. But it is unyielding and fucked up. But Rory Culkin in this movie is fan-fucking-tastic. He really is. This is like a fucking huge win for him. Right. He is amazing in this film. And, you know, the other guy's pretty good, too. I'm not saying he's not. But, man, this is a fucking metal-as-fuck movie. If you're into metal, if you're into or know about the whole fucking black metal scene or Burzum or fucking Mayhem or anything like that, it may not be 100% accurate but it is still a fucking ride. Right. And I think you should watch it. I really love this movie. So uh, I had to put it in my list for this year. Next up. Number eight. Number eight. 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 <laughs> oh, wait, let me do the drum roll. That does not, it sounds like, like a car <laughs> rolling down sad. a hill and, and like the baby flies out and the woman screaming <laughs> as it smacks the window. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> Number eight for me is Ready or Not. It was very on the cusp, though, of uh-huh. not being on my 2019 list. Very, very close to not being on this. Why? Why? But but by the second time I watched it, a lot of the uh-huh. stuff that I had issue with kind of faded away. Uh-huh. It's because you watched it with me. Yeah. And this is a, a story essentially about a marriage that turns into a tradition of hide and seek with murder and then on to so much more. <laughs> right. So when I when I like I said, when I first saw the movie, I was super stoked, even though I tried to set my expectations low and keep all of my own personal scenarios out of my head of what it's gonna be about. Uh-huh. They of course inevitably reeled their you know, they came into my expectations of what I wanted the movie to be like a little bit. So I think I was a little bit critical on it when I first watched it. Uh-huh. A little more than I should have been. Right. I still said that it's a movie you should go out and see, and I do agree. Right. It actually moved up a notch for me this time. So, you know, I think the first time I gave it an 8. Uh-huh. So I think this is like an 8.5-ish uh-huh. movie now, maybe higher even, but um, it's a solid film. A lot of movies this year were like 8s right. for me. Like a lot. Right. So this was very, very like finey, critically picky things about movies that I've watched this year. But Samara Weaving is fucking amazing in this movie. I thought she was fantastic. She pulls off the naive and stupid kind of like, I'm getting married to really strong woman great. She's always great at that. But seeing Mm -hmm. this other side of her was kind of new and different that I, I, I really enjoyed. And you did too. I did too. I really did enjoy it. We rented it again because... She, I hadn't seen it. She you hadn't went seen it. to the theater and I hadn't even gotten to see it yet, just like Scary Stories. And right. yeah, then when you wanted to watch it again, I got to watch it with you. And you know what this movie, now that I think about it, reminds me of? Hmm. Cabin in the Woods. It reminds me of the Belko experiment. Yeah. That, yeah totally. That too. Yeah, totally. Totally, Both it those. has the same vibe and appeal because it's part serious and part silly. Right. And part fun. Right. It's not the same story. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, 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 not no. At It's all. just, you know, w- when you see things, it reminds you of other movies. Right. And that's all. I, I think mean. you're kind of, I, you're definitely kind of in the same vein, though. I can see. Yeah. Like, yeah, same like, kind of humor a exactly. little bit. But I felt like, like, the first time I saw it, I wished it was a little bit more funny. Right. Like, I wish they would have pushed on the gore a little bit more. Oh, well, always. 
and and the dark humor more. Yeah, I wish there was more dark humor, but it, you know what? I it was still good. I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Plus, you know, all the characters in this one really shine. Right. They're really fun caricatures of all these different people. Everybody did a really good job of playing their character. Right. And they were really strong individual characters right. too, with nuanced sort of features and and things. So it wasn't like just a group of people. Right. You know, like they it were distinct had, yeah. individual characters, and that's very hard to pull off. Right. And even like the maids and right. like everybody, it was every and the security guards and all everybody. I think it's I think it's a it's a really good thing uh, that this movie came out. The um, story wise, it's pretty much its own thing. You know, it does it does some pretty new stuff, I guess, borrowing a little bit from other stories, but making it its own thing in the same respect. And how could you ever forget the ending of that movie? Right. Oh, exactly. It's so great. Like it's great. You kind of expect it to come, but there is so much, so many jokes in that last little scene. Right. That is just fucking oh. It's just the cherry perfect. on top, it's man. Perfect. That cherry is so delicious, it makes the ice cream better. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's my number eight. So, now for number seven. This is one I did a fucking ending explained and review of. Sometimes when I get the, like, the hair up my ass, I'll do a review and, like, an ending explained Crap, of a movie. I can't remember. It's Wounds. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was really into it. I made you watch it. I don't remember. I don't remember the movie, though. I remember your YouTube video, but I don't remember the movie. I'll explain it to you a little bit, and maybe you'll remember. Okay. This one's probably a movie that will divide a lot of people, too. I think, like, seriously, like, 2019 is about movies that divide everybody, because I think there's just so much division going on. Everybody's trying to figure out where they belong and what box in in any facet. Like, oh, you drink water? I drink Coke. You know, like, (laughs) fuck you. I gotta pick a team. Fuck you aqua bitch like you know like they all just stab each other and cut each other's throats anyway so you know because of that division on this movie i'll understand if most of you don't agree with me putting this on my top 10 hell i think christina's probably like once she realizes what movie this is she's gonna be like what i can't even remember i like a vibey movie that unravels for me one that makes me kind of feel like i'm high as fuck and on the edge of my seat while watching it you know, wondering what the fuck is going on. I love those films. If they're real vibey, I can get into those. This on the surface is about a bartender who sees a fight go down in his bar. And when he gives alcohol to some underage kids, they leave because they're scared the police will come. And they leave. one of them leaves their phone. And when the bartender looks into the phone and see what's on there, a whole bunch of crazy shit starts happening. It was just one of those good concept not executed well and i don't even remember the ending so i can't spoil anything for anybody (laughs) (laughs) so well this movie is 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 so much more than that explanation of what what i just told you Uh uh-huh it has so much more depth and it's really hard to explain without spoiling it let's just say it has like a lot of parallels to addiction and the world around us Uh uh-huh and that is something that i am huge about like especially when it comes to online right like i my my head spins around why people do what they do online and this movie puts it's pushes its finger on it as well as addiction and all these other different parallels that i really find very interesting a lot of metaphors to it and you know 
I was invested in this movie the entire time. The soundtrack for me, the score, was actually really intense. It is a little monotonous, but it's like... Yeah. Like over and over again, but that that really added to the attention. And this is a movie from Babak Anvari, who had done uh, another movie before, and I can't think of it off, off the top of my head, about a woman in like Pakistan or something like that being haunted by a ghost uh-huh. with her kids. Oh, okay. And it was actually one of our writer's top movies, so I was interested to see this, because I did like that movie, although it wasn't on my top. I thought it was a good movie, so I was Uh interested in this. Um, But I think that this one hit me a little bit more personally with my own personal experiences, you know, with the people as an addiction, the internet, and how people react. So for me, I loved it. And you can actually watch it. If you're in the U.S., you can watch it on Hulu. And if you're in outside of the U.S., you can watch it on Netflix. Uh-huh. So for whoever the, is listening right now. Next up for number six, we got Daniel Isn't Real. That was a good one. That one is a huge surprise. Right. I had anticipated it, and it came at the very end of the year. Yeah. So it's like it was one that I've been waiting to see since the festivals. Uh-huh. Like, and, I, and I'm surprised that it even came out as quick as it did. Um, but I'd seen some hype about it online, and I was like, oh, I want to see this. I love the concept. It's very cool about a, a kid who has a fucking imaginary friend, and then he grows up and, like, has problems with his mother who's, like, going crazy, and his therapist, like, asks him to drudge up this old imaginary friend again to deal with his problems with his mother. And in doing so, it sets a turn of events that are good, and bad at the same time, and then completely batshit by the end of the movie. Right. Which is super cool. Like, it's it's like this character, Luke, who played the main character, it's like Drop Dead Fred if he was sick and fucked up. It's like a darker Drop Dead Fred. Right, but it gets so much better than that. Right. Um. Plus, you know, it's got this, like, really fucking awesome twist at the end that was a nice surprise. It wasn't perfectly delivered, I don't think, 100%, but, man, is that not a unique little fucking twist on it, uh-huh. on this kind of movie. You would never, you don't, you don't, you, you start to get the idea a little bit, but you don't. Plus, some of the characters in this movie have to play two different parts, and they did really good. Like, the, the main actor, uh, Miles Robbins who plays Luke, did a really good job. Plus, you got fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, in here doing his, I think it's his first role, or I don't know. I don't remember, but he did really good. He did a really good dickhead in this movie. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I just think it's super unique and and a, and a, a, a fun, dark twist. On like a story that I I just was not a hundred percent expecting. Right, it was really creative. Yeah, very creative. It gets a little like it felt a little rushed at the end for me, just a little. Right, right. But I still loved it. I was because right. I remember saying in the middle of the movie, I was like, I fucking love this movie uh-huh. to Christina while we were watching it. <laughs> uh, so it's really refreshing to see. It should be up on your VOD and any other places that you want to read. Highly recommend it. We'll probably be picking it up for Blu-ray uh, or whatever they put it out on. Yeah, when it's available right so for number five halfway through we're almost done is us with by jordan peele uh-huh so talk about one of the more dividing films this year uh speaking of the division that we keep having <laughs> this year is all about division dude i hope 2020 is about bringing us back together because it seems like this year is all about it it right. really did it seems like it so 
It's all about, you know, people's preconceived notion on people behind the scenes, what they do in front of the scenes, what they're doing, what politically they think and all this other shit. And really, I think Jordan Peele, in my opinion, has breathed new life and interesting life into the mainstream cinema. And and I think that's a, a an overwhelmingly positive experience. Uh-huh. And from somebody that we all kind of root for, for the most part, uh, although some people will just perplex me as to why they just can't get over the fact that he's making movies. And it, and it just blows my mind. I'm not one of those people, but, uh, you know, what it might be is that Jordan Peele, in his quick ascent into the mainstream and, like, how quickly he became such a kind of staple that people are like whoa 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 he's not he's not a master yet Uh but i don't know what did you think did you like us well when we saw in the theater the first time i really didn't like it i didn't get it Mm -hmm. i guess but when we watched it a second time i liked it better i liked it better the second time really okay yeah yeah this is um you know like get out was a really great get out i love movie big movie done by a very you know unexpected director and writer uh-huh. and stuff. And then Us is a big movie with a lot of depth in it. Like, some people, obviously, you know, it, it's not as fresh as everyone thinks. Everybody compared Get Out to Skeleton Key or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's which, right. Which is fine. I'm not saying that it, it's just more original than most movies. Right, right. Regardless if there's another movie that's similar to it. Right. Um, the Us movie, however, is probably a little bit of a harder pill to swallow for most people. And I think right. that's why this movie is so divisive for a lot of people is because on the surface, it just seems like a fucking doppelganger movie gone wrong. Yeah, or in it's an intruder right yeah and it, and it just kind of goes batshit crazy but if you look at the different layers and metaphors in it it becomes an entirely new beast now would you say there's too many metaphors and layers because that's is, what i thought it is very heavy-handed in the metaphorical yeah. department and i almost think he might have gone a little overboard yeah um but even still, when I rewatch it, I right. find new things to see in it every time. Right. And that's a good thing. I, I you know, it, it, you know, I could say the same thing of Midsommar, but there's a difference because Midsommar to me, him and Ari Aster, like Jordan Peele and Ari Aster do have done really good shit for the genre. Right. They've and especially the mainstream, right? Uh, for my in my opinion, but the difference between something like us with a lot of metaphors and like different things that you're piecing together and Midsommar is that Midsommar is not as entertaining as us, right? Do you know what I mean? On a, like a surf- I know exactly what like you a mean. surface level, Midsommar is just a little too heavy handed in the artsy fartsy yeah, department, way, which is cool. It's more I I enjoy it more than something like The Witch or right. like. You know, but it still needs to be entertaining and all this other stuff. And us, right. us to me, does provide that. The metaphorical yeah, the ride on the surface and then the or a metaphorical ride on the surface that seems only to be about the doppelgangers, which is still interesting in and of itself, right. whether it may not be seen deep to other people. But then also the metaphors. So um, which if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you should definitely listen to our episode on us and listen to that movie and how we broke it down, if you've seen it, might paint some new uh, light on things that you might not have thought about. Oh, yeah, you really, you guys really del- dived into your review of us when yeah, it came out. Yeah, we really did. We I really like to did. get into those kind of things, even if I don't like the film. So it's an interesting one. We also did for Midsommar as well. 
But um, I don't know. I think us is something we can come back and look at to be like, wow, the world was pretty crazy back then. Right. And it's very current in its time because it's really a mirror of society in the United States and how we perceive others and how we perceive ourselves. Right. And that for me is is very interesting because it's it has some substance to it, has some weight and currentness to it. And I don't think necessarily that that Jordan Peele was like even picking his side. He was more of just almost like looking at it as like an observer to how we all react to right. each other. And I thought it was very interesting and a really cool take on it. So I think it'll be one down the road that people will come around to you when they what? can look at it in a positive light. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know what I thought was interesting about us? What? Did you, did you know those twins? That Those twins in that movie? They were Emma, the baby, and friends. They played the oh, baby. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> I, just, I just read that in Entertainment Weekly this week because um, technically when the show end, it was like 18 years ago, and the Emma would be 18. Oh. So I was reading and they were saying how the twins were played the babies the baby you know because you know right in fronts but anyway sorry yeah they have two because that way they can yeah. they didn't have to stop they could just like one let one baby rest for a little while and then come back right sorry i just thought no that's was cool that's interesting i didn't know that um for number four number four <laughs> this one this is this is where it's starting to get really tough guys is crawl that is my favorite movie this year. <laughs> and we even rewatched it recently because we went and saw the theater and then Alex did the a, a podcast. He reviewed it on the podcast. Yeah. And then we, we bought it, of course, because it's like my favorite movie now. And uh, we rewatched it and I was literally, uh, I had so much anxiety through the whole fucking movie. It is pretty tense. Like even yeah. rewatching it, like... I was thinking about just like how nonstop the ride is. And it really is. If it, if it wasn't like it's a simple story and it's kind of a ridiculous one. Right. Alligators in a hurricane. Like what? Yeah. Like you, you would never expect a movie like that to be have any weight or value. Are you or some people are saying, oh, it's going to be like Sharknado. Right. Like, well, no, it, no, no. It, the <laughs> concept is kind of bad shit. Like, yeah, that, it if really you think is. about it. It really is. But th this is a really tense, unexpected ride from start to finish. This this movie is like the whole package. It's interesting. There's genuine scares, albeit jump scares. It sometimes it made me and Christina jump like crazy. Yeah, we even the second time we forgot, you know. And it's got characters you root for too, like you don't hate them or anything. Kaya mm -hmm. uh, Scodelario plays the the perfect role for the girl in this movie. Totally. Who gets, you know, trying to help her family get out of this situation in a hurricane where alligators trap him in the basement. It's like fucking awesome. And it's brutal, man. Like it's fucking brutal. And, you know, like you said, it's alligators in a hurricane. Like, oh, you'd be for you'd be forgiven if you in your mind you piecing that together. Mm -hmm. It sounded a little too hokey because it yeah. did to me too. Yeah, totally. And Alexandra Aha, I think should he really nailed it with this. Like he, this is the best possible outcome for a fucking movie of this kind of like a mother nature yeah, type like, of movie. It's the best outcome you could possibly have. Is right. it? Is it Jaws necessarily? No, no. Like it doesn't make people afraid to go to Florida, but maybe. Yeah, but I definitely don't want to be in a hurricane where there's crocodiles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
yeah, that's true. But yeah, they they do some pretty cool stuff in this movie too. They like intercut with some emotional shit that they perfectly time with different moments that are happening in it. So this like this like backstory is kind of like like omnipresent throughout the whole fucking time you're watching this movie. Uh-huh. So it really connects you to her as a child and everything like that without spoiling it, which is really great. Like that's those are really nice edited touches that gave this this movie a lot of heart and it looks pretty. It's it makes you just like fuck. I don't want to be in this situation. How right. would I get out of it? Like, can we just get through this scene because it's freaking me out? <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I love this film. And, you know, when we're getting down to the top here, like all of these films are very special to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. They have their spot. They left an impact. Yes. And Crawl sure did leave an impact on me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it was the for a film. It was the perfect storm. It re- oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> Alligators. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so terrible. Pun intended. So. For number three. Number three. And this was tough, guys. Like, it's really tough for me to pick this because some of these mainstream movies competing against like regular like indie films, I'd have to say is Doctor Sleep. That was so unexpected. Really? I we I think we both went into it. Oh, you're talking about the movie yeah, was unexpected. Yeah, the movie was like unexpectedly good. We both went into it. We didn't we weren't expecting much from it. We were just like, uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, let's just see what they did and it really it really did good. Yeah. I mean it's like it's it's really hard to explain because like the, like to put this one in an order of one to ten it was fucking hard for me, guys. And it's like, I know some of you are probably like, uh, why? Either why is it on there or why is it in higher? Um, but just hear me out because, you know, a lot of the movies on my list consist of like vibey feels to me. And we're very divisive films, you know, like it was either made for me or it wasn't. Right. So it's really hard to break down into which vibe felt best. And this movie while it was story-wise was just a fucking fantastic ride the characters are lovable i enjoyed all of it it didn't really give me the vibe per se but the story was so fucking interesting and so good right that i had to put it in my top 3 right i had to like it's just a really good story and and yeah if i wanted to be ultra critical and i'm not comparing it to the shining by the way you can't it is it's, it's its own beast I, I, I went into the movie theater doing that with my mindset and I came out of the movie theater confirming that concept that that it is its own thing. Right. But it still pays homage to the original without trying to step on it too harshly. You could be debated whether or not they did or did not with that because of the moments that they redid in the movie. Right. With Jack Torrance and shit, which, you know, it, it was a little jarring for me at first, but it, it was it fine. It was off. It was a little off. Yeah, it was just off. Just a little but, bit. But that's just because we had just watched The Shining like right before we went and saw it. Right. That's sleep. true. That's true. But it's hard also to do that, too. What are you going to do? A CGI fuck fest with that? whole yeah, fucking exactly. thing so but they're you know it's well shot it's well acted beautiful and it, it's a really nice end cap on the whole shining experience if you ask me plus like i said it's just so fucking entertaining and interesting to watch it unfold 
Like at no point in time when I was watching that movie did I ever get bored. Right. Whatsoever. Right. I had, you know, not read the book, but as a movie watcher, it definitely left a mark on me this year. So, and when I left the theater too, like we kept, we kept talking about it and like, wow, that was not expected. Because I, like, I really had no care whatsoever to see it because, because I was hanging on a Shining. And I cannot wait to watch it again. Yeah. Well, they got the director's cut coming out now. Oh, yeah. And that's like four hours, three and a half hours. It has both. Okay. So the 4K has, they have a 4K version, which is the theatrical version. It includes a Blu-ray with the director's cut on it. Oh, okay. So they have both on the Blu-ray. Okay. So you can watch, I think there might be three discs in there. So should I take some time off of work? What are you talking about? So we can watch it? Watch all All three? (laughs) We only need to watch two if we did that. I know, I'm teasing. But yeah, I want to get the 4K on that because it's pretty. Right. But yeah, it's a, it's, 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 it's fucking great. And it's, it's more than just a solid film and definitely worth rewatching. So that's why it's number three for me. So now I'm just going to tell you the next two films. I want to be clear on this, guys. I have my own personal tastes in movies. You know, when you get to the top two or so, you really have to kind of separate yourself from any kind of societal like thoughts or norms, which I did for this whole list. It's all me. Right. But you have to really set it apart and like really sit down and think about what affected you the most this year and your first time watching it, how how it affected you. And so I'm, I'm, I'm you know, there's some movies that are low budget indie films that had no money and did so amazing with their concepts their their, how they use their money and it was just such a big surprise to me so it's like a combination of things and the intention the execution you know not just the acting not just the story like uh, inevitably like if you think about it like dr sleep is like top class of most everything right right but for me on a personal level it wasn't it missed that vibe part. And that's a huge part for me when I'm yeah. watching movies. So that's why. Yeah. Just so <laughs> I, I just I just had to break it. I could have broken it up like we have one of our writers, Rebecca, who's broken up her movies into two categories. So it's like top five mainstream, top five indies. That would have been so much easier for me because there's literally like five each that I could have done that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, but anyway, I, I went with what gripped me the most. So for number two, I picked. Haunt. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking at her and she's like, uh, oh, great. It's good. It's a good movie. I God, if you're harsh on me, everybody else is gonna tear me <laughs> no, a fucking apart. You know how I am. I don't no. really care, but I'm just saying. Well, I will say haunt, because you made me watch haunt. Well, let's tell and- everybody what it is first because they don't know what it is. Okay. Haunt is a movie about a bunch of kids going into a haunted house on Halloween. And they go in there, and a bunch of people die. That's about as simple. But it sounds simple. Sim- yeah, but it's I. It was I was very surprised. It was very good. It was really good, and like, it kept going. Right, and it's not objectively, per se, better than Doctor Sleep in the sense that you know it. it it's shot better than Doctor Sleep. It's you know better acting and you know better story writing. But for what they had and the budget they had and everything that they did conceptually and everything and the vibe that I felt with it especially, I thought this movie was fucking really deserves a fucking a handshake. Right. A blowjob, whatever it is, because I really love this. This is like the first movie of the year that I was like, holy shit. Uh Now that is a fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, right. I really was like, God damn, dude. For I really like to root for, like, independent films. Right. Uh, a lot. And when somebody can do it really, really well, 
I want to shine a light on it. So I picked this for my number two. Um, you know, at first you kind of think it's just another dumb film about kids going into a haunted house with these silly, stupid masks. And it, and it kind of lures you into a sense of like how you would perceive it to be. And then it literally, quite literally removes those masks off and makes you its bitch. You know what I mean? But and it's got some fucking gore and like a harrowing tale about how to get out of this fucking situation. Right. And like killing these things. And like, it's just really cool, man. Like, I just was so happy about this movie because it's like it's just one of those movies you root for. Right. So kudos to you guys for that movie. Definitely a big spot in my heart. Can we please get a fucking Blu-ray of it? <laughs> like, please. Like, I don't want a DVD. I'll do it if I have to. Uh, you but I want to. a fucking Blu-ray, dude. Or or even a 4K. Christ, I don't care. <laughs> Give me both. Hit me up. <laughs> so for my number one slot this year. Uh-oh. Here we go. I'm not going to spoil what it is right off. I'm going to like bleed this bitch out as long as I possibly can. Okay, I'll try to contain myself. Okay. And you can't say what it is, okay, if you catch on. I no, I won't. Okay, so I got to be honest here before I say what I what my number one is. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of some of this person's movies. It's like not on the level of fandom that one would need to be called a fan, so to speak, of someone's work. But he's got a pretty decent portfolio of movies in his, in his, you know. Right. You know, it's Realm. pretty good shit. Like, he's got a lot of heart and a lot of potential. And even if I feel like some of them miss the mark a little, I still think they're good movies. Like, they're, they're good. Uh-huh. Especially for independent. You know, like, I feel like a lot of the mainstream movies sometimes miss that heart a little bit sometimes. Uh-huh. That, you know, just doing what it takes to get it done kind of attitude. Right. And he definitely does. So, but it wasn't until I saw this movie that it made me, like, rethink <laughs> about everything about his stuff, all of my preconceived notions on his entire catalog. And that guy's Joe Bagos, okay? While I don't know him personally, I haven't exactly gotten on the Bagos train yet, but I liked Almost Human. I liked the Mind's Eye, but I really wasn't that into them like a lot of other people were. The Mind's Eye was the one with the the the, the people who had mental powers. Oh, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, you did. We watched oh, it I together. Did? Oh, I did. We were making I fun did? of it, Christina. Oh, okay. It was like they remember. were having mind battles in the air, and they were like, <laughs> "Remember how I made that?" <gasps> oh, like that guy who looked like he was taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I even, okay, I you know remember. what's funny? I, I actually made a video of that me making noises like he was pooping. Uh huh. And, and and I and Joe liked the post. <laughs> <laughs> so well, he's either really funny. awesome and he was like, I see what you did there. You know? <laughs> but anyway, so for my number one slot this year, might not be a surprise to some of you. It's Joe Bagos Bliss. Which Christina is making the weirdest faces oh, at me right now, God, and I don't give movie. a fuck what you think. So you can you can just stay quiet. I know. I see why you like it. I you do. can stay quiet. I, I am. <laughs> I'll just sip my mouth right yeah. now. Boop. If there is a movie from his catalog that I think breaks his own mold, I think it's Bliss. For me, I honestly think this is a really big achievement in independent Gonzo filmmaking style. I mentioned in uh, online that it felt or I think it was in a review or it was in one of my video halls where I said, you know, it almost felt like it was like a New York movie made in L.A. Uh-huh. Like, I remember like oh, I 
how they used to make the like slacker or like um these like ind- underground like independent films that i just like i don't know it just reminded me of that right because it has the teeth and the grit and like it's just very in your face um something about it but not only does this movie give you the vibe it gives you style the use of sound and imagery in this movie is really fucking good in my in my opinion. A story also feels super personal. Like I can just tell you that this movie feels like very personal. And I think whoever I can't think of her name, the lead actress who was in this movie, she she took it to heart and definitely uh, embraced it. Embraced it and didn't take this as like a joke or anything like that. And right. she did really. She gave a fucking performance to me. Uh huh. Um, like it, it just, it just feels like it comes from a very personal place about oneself or someone close. I think like, like this movie just has that air about it and it, it excels, I think, because of that. Like, I think that was the key ingredient that like made this movie just pack the punch. Um, cause it kind of reminds me, it's like, it's about a girl who is having, she's an artist, she's a painter and she's like. You know, she's made it somewhat. She's not super popular. She's made it to the point where she can actually get paid up front for advances for her mute or for her artwork, I should say. Um, but she has like this creative block and she can't come up with any more art all of a sudden and she needs to be inspired. So she does all these drugs. And then this event happens that's within a subgenre that I cannot mention because it will ruin the experience. It will ruin for you. it. Um, that I, it's of a subgenre I don't even like. Like, I don't even like the subgenre. <laughs> and he made me like it. Like, just how visceral this fucking metal as fuck movie is. Like, I really fucking loved it because I will admit it does take a little while to get to where it's going, where the ride is going to take you. And it takes about half the film mm-hmm. to get to that point. So I can understand why some people might be like, well, this ride's slow. But when it hits that fucking mark, all of that pre stuff that you had to get through and that you that that wasn't bad. I I didn't think it was bad. Uh, Once you get through that and it gets you on the ride and you go down, it is like a fucking ride. And she just gets crazy. She gets fucking wild, man. And like it's exhilarating. And like the gore, it's so metal. It's like unbelievable like just i that's that one scene you know what i mean i stood up and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) did you really stand up i really did dude i like got so into it i was like like i it made me feel like the person do you know what i mean like Uh uh-huh i was just like oh my god like i reeled in terror and then stood up and screamed like (laughs) it was so exhilarating man so joe if you're fucking listening man i just want to say dude fuck yeah dude like i am a fan now so (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it wasn't one before and i didn't see your vision but now i do So, and I'm sure some of you guys are groaning at some of the choices that I picked, but honestly, man, like, I don't know, this year was all about so much division and so much like, like, I don't know, I I always root for the underdog, man. And when somebody who can, who's kind of, I'm not saying like Joe is like hurting, but he's not a mainstream fucking uh, director and writer. He's like his own beast. And I'm very supportive of this movie. Like it was a fucking, that was like, that was fucking cinema right there. Right. Like that was 
was artwork. Like that was like real raw emotion. There's there's a couple things I could be really critical about in the movie. Like some of the acting with the poker players and stuff like that was a little off. Uh, it just didn't flow properly or something like that. But I mean, like that really wasn't the point. You were really right. you were supposed to focus on her. Right. You know what I mean? And I just think, I don't know. So if, if you are listening, I'd really like to know like what the inspiration about this one was, Joe, uh, because I feel like, it, it, like I said, I just, it's something, it's something else, man. Kudos <laughs> to you, dude. So I don't know. Do you guys agree with me? I mean, obviously we're never going to have the same thing. What did you think of that movie? You weren't really into it. No, because like you said, it was very slow to get going. Uh, I didn't like any character in that movie at all. <laughs> I think everyone deserved what was coming for them. I mean, you know sure. what I mean? I, 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 some of this stuff was just off. It was a good concept, good twist, but it wasn't executed well to me. That's just me. But you, but I do see it's a very vibey movie. You like vibey movies, yeah. and I, I just he nailed I it mean, with that dude. Like, like the mind's eye for me was kind of silly. Right. Like I didn't feel the vibe. It's a good movie, and I need to rewatch it. I was gonna ask you if you're gonna rewatch it now. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch Almost Human again, and plus he's got a new one called VFW: Veterans of Foreign War. Oh. That's coming out. That's gonna be brutal, and it's got the guy from Don't Breathe in it, who's oh, the okay. veteran. Oh. 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 Yeah. I want to watch that. So he's. Coming up, man. I'm pretty Sounds slow, but I'll watch it. No, no, no. I think it's going to be a gore fest, too. That's the scary uh-huh. thing. He, there are lots of gore in his movies. Dude, holy shit, was There's that gory. L- that was, it was gory. That's, That's probably funny. like one of the best gore films this year for Yeah, me. probably. I've seen a lot of films, but that one just, man, that and fucking Lords of Salem, or Lords of Salem. <laughs> Lords of Chaos. <laughs> Lords of Chaos. Or, <laughs> Lords of Chaos. Oh, God. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I don't know, guys. I mean, I know that these are going to be different picks than than some people, but I really I stand by my I stand by my words. I I really appreciated these movies this year. It was very hard to pick. While this year wasn't amazing, like I like last year. Right. It's still damn good. Since we're towards the end, can I ask you about two movies that you did not mention? Which movie? That I liked. Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, I didn't know you had any prepared. Yeah. Well, I thought... no, I didn't have any prepared. It, I just came off the top of my head. Okay. Because you didn't mention this. And one of them was Ma. What did you think of Ma? I liked Ma, but I wouldn't be like fast to rewatch it. So it wouldn't be if oh, I okay. recommended. Okay. Like it's like a 7, 7.5. Okay. It was better than I expected. Right, right. Because I remember saying But it's not something that. I would go, oh, we got to watch Ma again. Right. I would watch it with you just because it I makes like you it. happy. Yeah. yeah. And the second movie, uh, The Pet Cemetery. Oh, that was a 7.5, about 7, 7.5, I felt. I, I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I know a lot of people have some opinions about it. And some of them are right. You know, like, I really didn't like the whole, like, after thinking about it, like, I didn't get to say this in my review, but I really didn't like the whole scene with the with the, the the road scene, I'll just say that. Right, right. But the end sense. of that movie is very cool. It is And cool. I still want to own it because... Yeah, we need to watch it again. I liked that girl's performance, and everybody's complaints are always about that girl. Right. And I don't understand why. But, you know, maybe they got turned really quick from it um, when that the whole truck scene happened. 
You know what I mean? Like, because right. it was a little silly looking. Um, right. I, I definitely agree with people about that scene, but I was, it needed to be different. But that though. girl did a really good job, mm-hmm. and I was really impressed with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it added a new kind of feel to it. So, but and, it wasn't in my recommended because it right. wasn't. It's not one that I would turn to all the time. Right. Right. Exactly. And would you say? Because I've been saying that 2019 was like this the really the year of Stephen King. Like oh, a well, lot. Of- it was already started in 20. 20- Seven, right. or 2018 but right but there was so much more this year i mean you had dr sleep in your top 10 yeah. we had castle rock well he goes in cycles it's right it's, it's just recycle yeah yeah in, in 20 years it'll be the same thing again right you know you're right I'm, you're right if i'm still alive you know <laughs> telling you guys about movies I'll be saying the same fucking thing i yeah stephen king is pretty good though and uh i've i've grown more fond of him lately than i was when i was growing up do you think it's because he's working more with other people? I, I don't think it has anything to do with anything that's going on currently. I think I'm just looking at movies differently than I did when I was oh, younger. Wait, okay, that makes sense. I, I was I was not as um, open to movies as I am now. Right. I, di- I didn't look and see all the different pieces, the moving pieces that worked. And, you know, like even some of his worst TV shows, I still kind of like. Right. Like the story's always really good. Whether it was like acted or made for TV look or whatever it is, like the stories are always really great. And the books, I'm sure, which I've read some, is always best. Right. Like right. you know, if you're gonna read if you're gonna do Stephen King, you, you really you, gotta read it. You gotta read it, right? That's his mind. But overall, I think this year misses uh, a little bit. Of what 2018 brought. Mm-hmm. But I, there is potential, like a motherfucker out there. I'm looking forward to 2020, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you think? Did you, did you think any of uh, my picks are uh, good picks? Whether they're in the right order or not, doesn't matter. Um, put them in any order you want, really, including the recommended. But do you think those were good picks for this year? Um, you know, I, I, I did miss... I didn't get to see every movie, but I made a really... You made a really good attempt. I mean, you watched a lot of fucking movies. Right. And it's just my opinion in the end. You know, there may have been some independent films that I that I enjoyed that didn't hit the like recommended list um, that I would watch again. You know, doesn't mean that I don't support them or anything like that. So, right. It's just it's just I I tried to watch a lot of there was one movie in particular. Oh, and I got to mention this, guys, because, you know, me and the witch. I always bring it in. I always slide it in there because I'm a little asshole. (laughs) Uh, But I watched The Lighthouse uh, a few weeks back. And uh, uh-huh. was yeah, it better? I liked it better than The Witch. Uh huh. I didn't like it, but I liked it better than The Witch. <laughs> I didn't love it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I liked it better than The Witch. <laughs> I, I I get it. Like if anybody likes those movies, I'm not trying to shit on you. Right, like, right. It's your thing. Yeah, that's your. Who style. am I to say? Like you know, it, it there is no doubt that this is great acting, uh, poetic and artistic fucking visions mm-hmm. of things. Um. So I don't know. It's just it's just not my particular style. I like a little bit more story uh, rather than the intended because I my imagination goes wild. I like to be taken somewhere sometimes. Right. A little bit. So but uh, yeah, 2019, you piece of shit. You wonderful, amazing piece of shit. with all these (laughs) wonderful fucking movies that we got to see. Thank you. And for all of those that made the list this year, congrats to you guys. Thank you so much for making some great work. Uh, I really appreciate the the, the horror scene and uh, everything that's coming out. And I I feel like we got a really lively independent scene, whether you made this list or not. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it's 
This is the booming horror era right now, uh-huh. and we should be very thankful for what we're getting uh-huh. and be open to it. So, do you want to say something, Christina? Bye. <laughs> what do we got coming up next week? Well, next week we're. Uh... Were we watching? Wait, are we doing underwater? Yeah, I think that's next week. The tenth. Tenth. Okay. Yep. So yeah, so, next yes, week we'll do it next week. So next week, guys, we're going to be doing an episode just on underwater and i got some new stuff out on youtube i did a review of the grudge 2020 if you haven't seen that you should check it out the review yeah (laughs) you should check out the review yeah because the review is spoiler free so it won't ruin anything for you so if you're kind of on the fence whether or not to see that movie it's a good idea got some new stuff coming got some cheap blu-rays and dvd haul all kinds of shit and we're almost at 1k fucking subs on the fucking on youtube so if you aren't following already make sure you and your grandparents follow follow uh, because they're gonna love my shit right they're gonna love my nuts salty salty nuts anyway fuck you 2019 thank you for all the wonderful shit that you gave us and here's to looking forward to a brand new 2020 with all new horror and all new sets of problems and wonderful things that happened to us (laughs) but thank you guys so much for listening this week we hope you enjoyed this episode and as always long live the void to be